Welcome to Keeping Score. I'm Rick Haro. Each week we bring you insights from the playmakers, dealmakers, and rule makers in the world of sports. I'll give you my take on some of the items of the week using my 30 years of experience doing deals for teams, leagues, and players in the $750 billion business of sports. Plus, we'll talk with a central figure in the sports world. The views expressed in this podcast are my own and do not represent the views of Reuters. Let's get started. Warming winds, maybe Groundhog Day, had a meaning after the constant snow. All we're thinking about after football maybe is golf and tennis and racing. How about hockey playoffs and basketball playoffs and March Madness? Take a look at the NFL. If we didn't think it was a superstar league, look at these numbers. Joel Embiid, Damian Lillard, and the Greek Freak have signed endorsement deals with over-the-top streaming platform Hulu. Hulu, they're reaching 25 million total subscribers at $39.99 a month with a whole bunch of hashtags. And the bottom line of all of that is you have a situation that is geared to basketball players certainly moving the needle. Investor Kyrie Irving stars in the Beyond Meat campaign. Vegan food maker Beyond Meat gotten plenty of attention from athletes minding what they put in their bodies. Hashtag Sports Beyond Meat says they've raised $122 million so far because in large part DeAndre Hopkins, Victor Oladipo, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, Chris Paul, Harrison Barnes, DeAndre Jordan, Luke Walton, now Kyrie Irving. So not just beyond meat, but in the bank. The bottom line is the NBA begats certain superstars and college basketball really key as well. Guys that can bring it all together, pay for play, basketball, governance. What about NBA draft early? And on and on and on. One of the reasoned guys in the industry that transcends on court, Clark Kellogg, the guy on point for a lot of basketball coverage. And certainly Clark Kellogg can give us some perspective on what's happening in all of college sports. In honor to have Clark with us, we caught up with him earlier last year, Clark Kellogg. Ricardo inside the boardroom beyond the scoreboard, kind of a last minute up front Real important industry interview with an industry leader, Clark Kellogg, Ohio State University, but so much more. Thank you for doing this. My pleasure, Rick. Good to be here. Appreciate it. Business show, trillion dollar sports business. You've kind of pioneered it in your own way. Talk a little about, about your career. How do you end up where you are today? Tell you what, I haven't pioneered anything. There have been a lot of great people that have gone before me, but my entree in the sports was through basketball. Grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. Had an outstanding high school career. Ended up matriculating here to Ohio State in the late 70s. Spent three years here on the basketball team as a scholarship athlete. Went on to pursue my dream of being a pro player with the Indiana Pacers in 1982. Had had a promising career cut short because of knee injury in 1987, had to retire from playing basketball and got an opportunity to work as a broadcaster, first for the Indiana Pacers radio network, and then for Cleveland State University in my hometown of Cleveland on their television network, Rick, and that was the beginning of what's now been a 31, 32-year basketball broadcasting career, 20-plus doing Indiana Pacers television and over 30 years doing college basketball 
for the Big East Network, ESPN, and for the last 20 plus years I've been at CBS Sports. Do you think the CBS deal is going to stick? <laughs> so far, so good, Rick. I've been there for a while. I actually got started there initially in 93, yeah. came on board full-time in 97, and um, have been part of a wonderful journey in covering uh, men's college basketball for the network. Well, and you're not just a broadcaster. Obviously, you've experienced it, you've lived it, and you've been educated at a Power 5 basketball school way beyond anybody's understanding and perspective. What do you think now generally about the sports business broad question where's it gone and where's it going well it's huge business that's the first thing that it is humongous business which on the collegiate level creates some challenges on the pro level it is what it is i mean that's the economics of the business but in college where you're looking to keep education at the forefront the development of young student athletes at the forefront Combined with the business aspect of college basketball and certainly college football, huge revenue generators in big ways, it creates some challenges to balance that equation because the vast majority of kids that end up on scholarship, even in those revenue-producing sports, are not going to be professionals. And if they are, at some point, that's going to end as well. So being able to blend the huge business and commercialization of of college athletics with the primary objective of education and developing young people for their best opportunities for success afterwards is really um, quite challenging. You're intelligent, educated, and frankly, you have a voice in this maelstrom and turbulence of how college basketball will ultimately be governed. So give us your broad perspective, the one and done, the buttressing, the G League, the collective bargaining issue. How's that all going to shake out? Man, it's a lot. That's a multi-layered question and very complex. I would like to see us get back to focusing on the education and development, clearly finding a way to continue to provide scholarship athletes with all they need financially to be able to attend college, the cost of attendance model. Um, I'm not a proponent of paying the athletes a stipend. Increasing the cost of attendance is kind of where I land. But then again, taking the slow, long road to – to um, to rehabilitating the negative and the um, unsavory aspects of the game. And some of it is just business, but in college education, it's hard to find a good space for business as business operates and um, education. So um, not for paying, but for increasing the cost of attendance and really continuing to um, – sell the story of the value of the education component. I mean, when you immerse yourself in getting an education from top-notch schools, that sets you up for pretty good success across the board, and it's such a small percentage of those who are going to be pros. We've really got to focus on those that are going to um, benefit and have a chance to uplift themselves through education and not not get um, distracted by the dollars that are there. It's reality. Um, We can do a better job with what we do with that money in servicing the student-athletes, and I think that's where we need to be. Very important recurring theme for you. So the other issue, too, is the 75 percent, maybe 80 percent of NBA players have had financial troubles over time. Boatload of money, a lot of mismanagement. First of all, how do you deal with that? And whose responsibility ultimately is it? Family, agent, league, team, player association? You know, I think that number may be a little skewed and may be overstated because I'm seeing more and yeah. more young players become much more educated and savvy about how 
how to make the most of their financial opportunities through pro sports. So I think there's a tremendous improvement in those numbers. Those are fairly outdated, but there's still an issue in okay. terms of the Peter Pan existence that pro sports can be. And if guys aren't committed and ladies aren't committed to growing and developing, they can be stagnant. And that's the most important education, empowerment through education, and then having more and more positive examples out there that are doing it right in terms of not only managing their money, but using their money for the influence and the greater good, influencing the greater good of society, and then being able to uplift their own families and communities through um, financial resources. Finally, we're in Columbus, Ohio, AAA All-Star Game, mega event, minor league baseball, great, and you're a hometown hero. How does it make you feel being a keynote here at one of the big events in Columbus? Humbled and proud, Rick, because of what this means to our city, what it says about Huntington Park and the Clippers organization led by Ken Schnocky and his staff and the city of Columbus, a tremendous opportunity to celebrate not just triple-A baseball and baseball in general, but to celebrate our city and the role that our city plays in improving the quality of life for our citizens. I mean, these types of events are significant, not just for the people that are close to them, but for those who benefit on the periphery. So extremely humbled and thankful to have a chance to be part of today's luncheon. Finally, where is Clark Kellogg five years from now? Wow, that's a good question. Hopefully I'll, I'll, I'll still be behind the microphone doing some work for CBS, but more than that, I'll be engaged um, significantly, um, continuing to enjoy my wife of 35 years and our grandchildren and our children here in Columbus. Clark Kellogg talking about grandchildren and children makes us feel old but satisfied. Rick Harrow, sports professor, thank you very much. Speak with you soon. Well, listen, basketball is not just a time for overall perspective, just as the NBA Tech Summit showed us last week in Charlotte, but the NBA is now ranked third on Fast Company's 2019 list of most innovative companies ever. They've broken attendance records for the fourth straight season. Total revenue increase of 25%. Saw its streaming service grow subscribers by 63%. And the 2K League, the first extension of pro sports into esports. 21 teams and games that stream on Twitch. The NBA last year also made a deal with MGM Resorts International, making it the first pro league to integrate real-time data into a gambling platform and enable the king of in-game micro-betting that keeps viewers watching each and every play. Other organizations, by the way, that gained the 2018 and 19 awards, Disney at 4, Peloton at at 14, and Fanatics at 40. But while the NBA's competitive expansion has been undertaken by many American sports leagues, their international makeup and the success of its many foreign national players have been major factors in its worldwide popularity. Certainly, the NBA, as Clark Kellogg can attest, is a goal worth aspiring. Now, if the NBA and college sports can work together on issues such as pay-for-play, recruiting, one-and-done, and all of those issues. March Madness, which we'll cover soon, will become even bigger and better over time. To Ricaro, see you next week. Thanks for listening to this edition of Keeping Score. Our producer, Alex Cohen, associate producer, Freddie Joyner, assistance provided by Carlos Waddick, Tanner Simpkins, and the executive editor of Reuters Digital, Dan Calaruso. I'm Ricaro. Thanks again for listening. See you next time on Keeping Score.